following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and myself head back to the film room, second week straight, to review some more college athletes, take a look at some film, and get prepped and hyped for the 2022 NFL Draft. Today's film room subjects, quarterback Malik Willis, offensive tackle Evan Neal, cornerback Derek Stingley Jr., and safety Kyle Hamilton. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Brian, hello, buddy. How are you? Hi. I'm great, <laughs> I think. I'm awake now. Shout out for the, the monster, dude. This is clutch. Z- zero sugar, white can, for the win. Oh, that's the greatest. I'm feeling, I feel so good. This is my second recording today. Mm-hmm. And I've slept f- since, since 5 o'clock last night. Since 5 o'clock last night, I have slept, uh, let's see, I did four hours last night, okay. getting ready for work. I did two hours when I got home from work, do my overnight shift, and I slept for maybe an hour before you called me. So. My bad. No, you're fine. I needed to wake up. <laughs> or else I was going to come in, I had to start setting up for us to record today. Or else I could have just like... Came in and just leaped over the couch and just swan dived you. That actually would have been hilarious. I probably would have shit myself, um, which would have stinked, but a little bit. But no. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back. Last week was the success. Uh, we got to look at four of the top draftees, and uh, this week we're going to look at some other guys projected to go in the first round. Um, heavy hitters today. Yes, absolutely, some heavy hitters. And uh, we're very, very excited. We got our first uh, quarterback we're going to take a gander at. Um, and first corner, you know, quarterback, offensive lineman, mm-hmm. two defensive backs from, from your side of things. And, uh, and then, yeah, the next week is our last film room session with this. And then it's a mock draft. Then, shoot, I don't know where we really go from there. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of time. <sighs> It, it, there's a long stretch where it seems like the draft is never there, and then if you're recording a podcast, you know, about the NFL season, right, and everything that comes along with it, a lot of times it does feel like it's not going to be there. It's taking forever. Oh, it's two it's weeks gone. away. <laughs> I know. My only thing is that after the draft, it's a lot of filler stuff oh, until we get to the schedule preview. Even that, I even that, it's like. Okay, cool. I know when the games are being played at like specific time slots and stuff like that. Prime time, Thanksgiving, blah blah blah. Yeah. 
but you knew who you were playing. I could tell you, I could tell you who the Colts are playing next year. Right. Already. Yeah. I could tell you who based they're on, playing in two weeks. Based on or two you years. Know, based on right the, yeah. the, the the regular divisional rotation. But I mean, after that, it's a lot of hypothetical but that stuff. Seventeenth game, you just never know. You really don't. They throw a random in. We got Redskins last year. Oh, yeah. Washington football team. Yeah. Wait, They're Commanders. Straight. I mean, no, they weren't Commanders yet. They weren't quite the Commanders yet. They were just a football team back then. Well, I am the so. Commander today. <laughs> Matt, want to play some True or False? I love True or False. Let's we, do it. We're gonna bang through all thirty-two teams very quickly here. True or false narratives. You're gonna you're gonna hammer it out. What is BS? And what is you could see happening? Okay. The Buffalo Bills do not win the AFC East. True or false? False. Wait. Not win. It's like a double negative. Yeah. So false. <laughs> the Bills finish second in the division. How about false. That? Okay. The New England Patriots do finish second. False. The Miami Dolphins make the playoffs and finish second. True. And the Jets. We'll skip them. True. There's a couple teams that we might just skip because there's not a great narrative. <laughs> uh, the Bengals repeat and get back to the AFC Championship. Oh, boy. So, th- them repeating being them just at least making the championship? Making it to it. Uh, I'm going to say false. Okay. Let's go uh, Cleveland Browns and the Ravens. Same narrative. Do they get back into the playoffs? Browns, no. Ravens, yes. Okay. Uh, do the Tennessee Titans win the South again? True or false? True. They, they do. True or false? Okay. True. Uh, true or false for the, any of these three teams? Do they make? Do they have a winning record between the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars? Do any of them have a winning record? True, they do. Or Colts have do? the best shot at having a winning record, mm-hmm. but. Um, Jacksonville and Houston still need a lot of work, so I, I don't think I don't think those teams do. They play the AFC West this year. It's a very tough division, so probably false that neither of them will have a winning record. False for both, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chiefs win the AFC West. True or false? False. The Raiders win the AFC West. True or false? False. The Chargers win the AFC West. True or false? True. The Broncos have a winning record and make the playoffs. True or false? They were seven and ten last year. Winning record, yes. Playoffs, no. Okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, do they win the East? Yes or no? False. False. Uh, there's another good storyline. Eagles squeaked in last year. Oh, here's one. I'm going to double back. Here's one I was thinking about. Is Baker Mayfield still a Brown at the beginning of the 22 season? So preseason doesn't count. I think it's going to be true. Week one, Baker Mayfield's still a Brown. True? I think so. Okay. I think they're going to expect him to play, and it's going to be the biggest insult (laughs) of all time. I really do think it's going to be it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea, but I think that's what they're going to run with. Okay. Uh, let's go to the north and make and it'll be a little interesting. Let's, let's start at the bottom. The Lions have a winning record, true or false? 
I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true. I am all in on the Lions this year. I think they take a big step forward. I mean, 3-13, and 13, it wouldn't take much to improve. So Two first-round picks, one of them very high. People want to come play for them this year. I think they're in a really good spot. I really do. I really do. I'm with you. Uh, Bucks repeat as NFC South champs. True. Very easily the truest. Yeah. No other team in the South has a winning record, true or false? False. And the only one that I would say is could be there is the Saints. Because Jameis? I think so. Me they too. just missed it last year. They didn't. I mean, they lost what Armstead was probably their biggest loss this year. Armstead and um, the safety. The safety left. Okay. I think I think they'll be all right. I think the Saints will be all right. They they probably will wild card. Honestly. Smart man. So smart. Rams repeat, make it back to the NFC Championship and win it. Mm-hmm. NFC Championship, yeah. Uh, they really haven't lost anything. McFay's a good coach. Just, I'm gonna just say, me. I'm gonna say they make it back and go. Okay. Yep. True. Uh, how about this then? Every team in the division makes the playoffs. True or false? In the West. Mm-hmm. False. It's the NFC. That's the only like out of all the divisions I've looked at. That's the only one. I guess maybe the AFC West, but you, you have to count in how many times they play each other. Seattle's not there though. That's the thing. Seattle's not even close to being a team that's that's ready. They don't have a good quarterback right now. That's very true. You know, and there's all the I mean rumors of DK getting shopped. And they weren't a good team to begin with. You know, going into the season with or without Russell Wilson. So. Right. Seven and ten. But uh, the rest of the division, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I see Niners improving. I see Cardinals not doing any worse than they did at 11 and 6. Right. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. The Baker one is the one that actually started the whole ball rolling. I was like, man. Well, I wonder what Matt thinks. Because yeah. I. I I think it I think the same thing. I think he's still gonna be a if, brown. If he does go anywhere. It's gonna be. We're gonna figure. We'll have a better idea after the draft. He feels like he feels. People like, are gonna see what they need at quarterback. If right. they landed the quarterback that they wanted, yes. But it's a lot of it is all value stuff. But I really truly believe that they're gonna try and keep Baker in case Watson gets suspended. I think he's a. If anything happens on during draft week, it'll be night of draft day two, is when I think that we would see him moved. Right. Because you will have seen how the the. First round all laid out, so then you'll know exactly what you're dealing with as far as quarterback availability. You know, is Malik still there? He might be. Right. Is Matt Corral still there? He might be. I really do think if those teams that need a quarterback want a quarterback, they're going to get their quarterback. I think I don't think it's going to be an issue. There's going to be some overdrafting, I think, when it comes to the draft this year, the, when it comes to the QB position. Yes. But I know I really don't see what you do with with Baker. Uh, I think you have. I think. I think you keep him. You're you're already exercised his fifth year option. Yep. I think you keep him because the dead get cap space. They they should have 
if they knew that they wanted to move on from Baker, they shouldn't have picked up his fifth year. Well, that's the thing. They they picked up his option before the whole Deshaun thing, right? So They did, but if they weren't confident in him, you know what I mean? Don't pick I, it up. Well, I think it's cheaper to pick it up than to have to negotiate a new contract. I think that's the way they looked at it. Because the fifth-year option is a set price, and then a new contract would be a negotiation. But even still, at that point, if you're like, if there's any qualms, if there's any questions about whether he could be the guy, why pick it up? I mean, there's huge qualms. <laughs> there's huge qualms. There's a lot of people have issues with, with, with Baker. And Seattle trade for Baker. Nah, they're gonna they're gonna get a rookie quarterback. I really do. they're gonna get either Corral or Willis. I think. In my Madden game, uh, Baker's a stealer. Just saying. They did say that if they cut him, they 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 go for him. So, um, and if the Browns cut him, the Steelers would go for him. The Steelers are willing to bring in everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, certainly they certainly are. Um, but all right, very did, good. Did you cover the Dwayne Haskins? Thing I did yesterday. Yeah, I touched on it. Crazy story. Yeah. It's uh, it still doesn't feel real. It's no, very strange. No, it's the last guy that I have like a comparison to, on a personal level of like a guy that I watched in college and like I had a feel for, was um, the Bengals wide receiver Chris Evans. No, that's the running back they have now. Crap, I can't place his name. But he was the he was the dude that was, like, hanging off the back of his girlfriend's car, like, trying to get her to stop. And they oh. were having a fight, and she drove away, and he was, like, still hanging on the car. Jesus. Yeah. I don't remember that. Jones? Chris Jones, maybe? Something like that. Someone that's in right now uh, knows and is yelling at their speaker, and I'm sorry. They're just screaming in their kitchen, doing dishes, listening to us. You moron, it was Chris. Ross Browner? Mm-hmm. Wait, no, that was too... No. No. That was definitely not it. That dude was 67. Mm-hmm. Chris Henry. That's it. Back of a pig fell by the back of a pickup truck. That was in 2009. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Yes. It was right. one of my first, like, football-related Facebook posts. Right. Where I was like, I don't know if anybody knows who this dude is, but he was actually kind of up and coming, and dang. It was not too long after we lost um, McNair, and McNair was just a couple years before that, I think. Yeah. There was like a weird string of just like really unfortunate weird things happening. I, I know the Colts had a player a couple of years ago. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but he had so yeah. It's it's it sucks. Yeah, and Andy Reid's son. That oh, whole that whole thing, thing last year. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I know it's sad. It is. It's sad. Um, on that note, though. <laughs> on that note, sorry. Positive bro. light. Uh, let's hop into these college athletes that we're going to take a look at today. We'll go offense, defense, offense, defense. So I'll start off with uh, with my guy Malik Willis, who he's like one or he's like one A one B, depending on who you talk to. Matt Coral, Kenny Pickett. There's a lot of guys in here, but honestly, watching some film, I was probably the most impressed with Malik Willis out of Liberty. Uh, I was watching some film today. You know, and we're going to do like a live kind of watch along like we did last time, like we did last week. Uh, just watching some of his film and stuff. But I had a, you know, he was a lot of fun to watch. And I know fun doesn't necessarily equal victories in the national. It doesn't even come close to, you know, 
it doesn't really mean winning football, but he like as far as the uh, the the tangibles that they like to talk about, he showed the most like upside and potential. I feel like he's very raw. He's still raw, and I think if you put him with the right offensive coordinator, that he could do something really spectacular. You have to buy in. You have to buy in the whole the same way that uh, you know the Ravens bought in, uh, the same way that the Eagles bought into Jalen Hurts. If you're not gonna give in that, <clears throat> there's some um, limitations right now as far as just overall high level reps. It's one thing that I've learned from the 2018 draft. I fell in love with Baker Mayfield, who had high volume snaps against good quality opponents. Right. Vice vice versa, right? On the other side of the coin, you had Josh Allen, who played smaller schools, not as good competition, and far less live reps. Right. Like, way behind as far as live reps go. So, Malik falls into that category of he comes from a small school, but he does have a lot of reps. He he's a junior coming out. Like he's it's not a red shirt sophomore kind of scenario. Right. It's not he's unexpected. This, it, people were talking about him the whole year that he would be one of the top quarterbacks. And to his credit, he can't help where he's playing. You know what I mean? He was he was recruited there. One of the only schools that offered him. He took the chance and he's made the most of it. So he certainly has. Yeah. Um. So over, he's been there since 2017. Mm-hmm. There's no stats in 2019 though. Do you know why that is? Uh, did is it 2019 or is it... 2017, 18? There's nothing for 19, and then 20 and 21. Okay, well, it was 20. Some schools, especially smaller schools, had their entire seasons wiped out because of COVID. In 2019? Not 19 though. Okay. Yeah. That's peculiar. Oh, let me find out. Malik Willis was hurt. Yeah, take a gander at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, last year he finished 207 completions on 339 attempts, 2,857 yards passing, 27 touchdowns to 12 INTs. Um, not bad. Finished with a 151.1 rating. Uh, but, yeah, Malik is one of the higher targeted guys. And, you know, it's – he just, like I said, I, I was telling you earlier, he seemed like a, like a more – like a better – with a bigger upside, like Lamar Jackson, in a way. And I don't know if that's a fair comparison. But I've seen his mobility. I've seen his arm and what he can do with it. And granted, some of the the, you know, the, the schools that he was playing against, um, I'll say this. I will say comparable Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, play style. A lot of the schools he was playing against, I'd never heard of. They're not like these big D1, uh, you know, NFL, or excuse me, just collegiate programs. Like, not even remotely close to that. So, but what I've seen, great, great pocket, pocket great, great awareness, awareness and everything. And, and, you know, great awareness, great, great arm. Yeah, you know, some, some of his throws seem seemed almost effortless. effortless. The, the accuracy is there. And, and his, his ability, ability to, to take, take off and run, run the ball was, was I think, was, you know, in this day and age, it's what you want, right? We all want our dual threat quarterbacks. You have to have, you, you want to have a more mobile guy to, to, to be able to be competitive in the National Football League. So, okay, I have the answer. So he transferred 
right? And so in 2019, he he had to sit out okay. because of the transfer rules. Okay. Where did he transfer from? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. I got this from Wikipedia. I don't even know if it's right. <laughs> Probably is. Uh, he played for Auburn, and then he transferred to Liberty. Okay. Auburn's okay. like a bigger game. Well, he, quarterbacks constantly are moving because they know that them moving to a smaller school won't necessarily hurt them. Right. They, they, they want to put, put. We're literally talking about him as, a, as the first quarterback taken. True. <laughs> True. Um, all right, so the video we're going to be watching along to is, uh, is made by Sports Productions. All right, Malik Willis, 2021 Highlights. And uh, that's where we got to kind of do this little watch along to. So uh, myself and Brian, we're going to just watch, take a little gander, and, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just discuss it as we move along. All right, so this is them. Against Liberty against Campbell. I mean, significant arm strength. That's like arm talent. The accuracy is there. Great pocket presence. Nice little drop back. I mean, he's going to the ball over here. Yes. That stuff's too easy for him. And that's the stuff that will happen still in the NFL. Right. And the thing for me is like you can tell he's not it's not his first option. That's the that's the difference. Where and like I said, I, I still I like Lamar Jackson, and I know people are gonna be like, oh god, the comparisons. But Lamar still likes to look for that one first. It's obvious if you go sit and watch film on Lamar Jackson, he's always looking for that. He's always looking to take off on that one first. All right. He's looking for the throws. I mean, that's a, that's a C.J. Davis highlight more so than it is a, uh, a Malik Willis highlight. But oh, yeah. looks for the throw, fakes it out, just aware. And again, these are highlights, right? There's no real low lights here for for this, you know, for this. But I mean, this is. I'm very impressed with, with Malik Willis. That was a design, design call. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's but even still, you can tell it, though, if that play was open, he probably would have taken it. Look, I mean, look at this. Stood in there. He stood there comfortably. He didn't panic. No. This, uh, this was against, uh, forgive me. Oh, I missed it. But he's staying in there. You know, his offensive line is playing all right. But look, like, come on. In the bucket. In the bucket. That's a tight window. ODU. Again, this is tools I've never heard of before. Old Dominion, the shitty Dominion. <laughs> Ooh, great read. Yeah. Beautiful. See, that's underrated right there. That's that's all on the league. He read that perfectly. Oh, here we go. Going against Syracuse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty damn good if you ask me. Well, a little flare out. A little, dump, yeah. a little dump off. Ain't good to go. There you go. I mean, he chucked it. I love a little chef's kiss. 
on, on that, that throw, hits the dude in the end zone. His accuracy is, is pretty dang good. I like, I like this. this. He's the, the clap. clap. <laughs> it sounds terrible. He's got the clap. Uh, <laughs> but NFL season are loud. Obviously, this is something that he's not going to get frustrated. This, I, mean, I think this is a pretty big thing, too. If you go to a place like Seattle and you're playing against you know, the Rams, or, uh, you're going to play against a lot of you know, loud stadiums. Your ability to keep calm, composed... In a lot of NFL stadiums, you'll be able to run a, you know offense off a silent count. You know that's important. Uh, you know, the little clap to hike. That's I find it to be a pretty decent trait. Wow, Houdini! Yeah. He just Houdini'd him. He did. Just got out of a straight jacket. Look at he makes his reads, which is good. That's something we like to look forward to. Look toward our quarterbacks. Playing against University of There's two. There's two reads. What? That's that's a dime. We like the dimes, right? It's on the money. He didn't, number three didn't have to slow down his route. Yeah. Oh, oh QB cool. sneak. Cool. Sweet so do though. I think if you pair him up with the right offensive coordinator, I think he'll be all right. I did mock him to Seattle. I don't know if I like that move for him. I, like it, I feel like there's other guys. Like I would love to see him in a Mike Tomlin, you know, and the Steelers. I, I really would. I get I get uh, Cordell Stewart vibes a little bit. Okay, little slash action. Little slash action. I've been trying to watch his arm mechanics and trying to gauge what kind of an arm he really has as far as natural athleticism in the arm. That's the stuff I want to see, too. Look at the that. So he didn't. He wasn't able. That's a good example. He wasn't able to play on that one. That was on the run. And it was accurate. Yeah. Pretty, pretty uh, effortless. That's a little flick of the wrist. That's probably like, I mean, that last one that we just watched is probably what I like to see the most. We're not going to watch all 11 minutes of it. But it was, you know, the pocket collapsed, moving around, showing off that mobility, and still dropped the dime on the run. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you, I think you, know, you want to see from these quarterbacks, you know, coming out. Because we all know that every situation is not going to be perfect when you come to the National Football League. We see it all the time. Great quarterbacks deal with crap offensive line play. Russell Wilson's been doing it for a long time. Excuse me. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck, all, all these guys, Joe Burrow last year, Deshaun Watson has dealt with it. There's been a lot of people, Josh Allen, don't want to forget about that. There's been a lot of guys who've dealt with terrible, god awful offensive line help. And, you know, to be prepared, I know it's, it's probably a lot to ask to do it, you know, what, 50, 60 times a game, possibly, depending on how often you're, you're, you're you know, the coach wants you to throw, often, you know, the, the, the plays really call for it, but um, there's a lot of good to, to take from this. You know, this quarterback class is obviously not it's definitely not as hyped up as it was last year but I think if you look, you know 
looking at this year and last year, I mean, Malik has the potential to be, I mean, everybody comes to the draft has the potential, but has the potential to be, you know, if you rank 2021 and 2022's class, probably one of the better combined. Maybe one of the upper echelon ones. It's, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen a lot. We haven't seen really Trey Lance do his thing. We haven't seen Justin Fields completely. Right. Um, but I, th- I feel like Malik can be that good. Yeah, I'm trying to put him, if I were to put him in last year's class, I'm trying to think of, like, where I would have ranked him. And he probably would have been, he probably would have been behind Fields and definitely behind Lance. Because of the smaller school thing. Right. But, I mean, Justin Fields didn't look great. So, no, I mean, there's a lot that could be attributed to that. But I and I really like what I see from Malik Wills. Like, I could have chosen a couple different guys. Um, you know, it's easier to just be spotlighted when you're in a small school. Um, you know, a smaller D1 school. You're a big fish in a small pond, essentially. Sure. But... I, I did. I, I mean, that mobile one, again, that was probably my favorite one. It's it's easy to stand in the pocket, have time to make a decision, toss the ball, which we've seen him do for the first probably four and a half minutes of this video. Um, that second one, I mean, almost sacked. He, he, he skips out of it, rolls out to his right, and, I, I mean, out of the run. That's like a Mahomes-esque throw, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, didn't plant his feet. Mm-hmm. Didn't plant his feet. He's doing it, jumping up and, and hitting, that, hitting that pass and... Again, you get him with the right coordinator, right head coach, and he has the ability to make something happen. I mean, Tyler Huntley, you know, <laughs> plays for the Ravens is in a backup role. He came in when Lamar was hurt and looked the part. There's no reason to think that after a year or two that Tyler um, Malik Willis could play just as competently as Tyler Huntley. Right. I actually have a lot of comparisons, and I think between those two players. Huntley, I did, th- I did think about because I, you know, again the mobility factor, the nice, the nice arm, the very, very good arm talent. Yeah. Um, I did think that was a, you know, a, a pretty fair comparison. Uh, I do want to see more Huntley though down the road, but, um, but yeah, Malik's gonna be all right. Malik is definitely, I think, if he does go in the first round, I think he's earned it. I don't know, I don't know top. <sighs> Where did I mock him? Seattle's what? Top, Seattle's in the top ten. I don't think he's like pick eleven. Are they? Are they on the cusp? They were ten as ten as the Jets. They're nine. They're pick? number nine. Nine. Okay. And I did have Coral and Pickett going ahead of him. Um, he might find himself in the top in top ten. Malik Willis doesn't have tiny hands like uh, Pickett. So. <laughs> so he's got that going for him. But <laughs> yes, very very excited for Malik Willis. Like I said, uh, you know, in 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 short, in conclusion. Uh, great decision maker, calm, cool, and collected, accurate, very mobile, very quick, elusive, yeah. and uh, yeah, just uh, I think he's going to make a quality quarterback. Dude's explosive, man. He is. He is. That's the kind of guy you want. That's the kind of guy you want. If you can land him, I think you get the uh, you get maybe an underrated underrated gem again because nobody's like. Everybody's talking about the quarterbacks, but also nobody's talking about the quarterbacks at the same time. Yeah, and I, it, you obviously you gave him the Seattle in your mock, and all those things make sense. And it, I would like that a lot because of the receiving core that he's going to, um, the attention to detail that Pete Carroll has shown to have throughout his career. But I do think the better franchise would be the Steelers. Yeah, 
I do too. I honestly, I mean, if if Seattle gets him, I might have to change my answer about them potentially being a playoff team. Potentially, if they buy in and and he limits mistakes, then yeah, all the draft picks and stuff. Because what they got, they got two picks in the first. No, they don't. Well, they yeah, they should have, but they uh, fell in love with um, Jamal Adams and traded. Yeah, that's right. They made up for it with the Russell Wilson <laughs> trade. That's right. But they have more draft capital than they have. They've had. Yeah, in there's some an years. additional third or additional second in there. I don't have them memorized. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. I have failed all my processors <laughs> in more ways than one. But, all right, let's hop on over. We're going to do uh, Brian's choice here. His first choice, we're going to look at uh, Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, what do you like about Derek Stingley? I know he's one of the higher-rated guys. You said you, you have a feeling you might slip a little bit. There's this weird thing going on in the uh, – I mean, if you hang long enough in the Twitter draft community, you will see all sorts of weird things being talked about as far as, you know um, – uh, the, the people are throwing out random quarterbacks going before Malik Willis or Matt Corral or whoever else, just like they're fishing for names. They do it with wide receivers. I've seen people have all sorts of weird rankings. Uh, famously, a few years ago, uh, Jalen Rager, who me and you both do not like, and <laughs> I feel very justified now for not liking him in the draft. Uh, I dealt with these crazy people on draft. Just, they were calling me a moron for not seeing it. Like, I was like, Jalen Rager looks bad. Like, I, right. don't, I don't get it. He's not explosive. He's not this or that. So if you hang in that community long enough, you'll get enough takes. The one that is very concerning right now is Derek Stingley lasting until the 20s. And it doesn't make sense because Alex Hugh is, as much as they are wide receiver you with who they put out with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, who obviously are phenomenal, Yeah, uh, you also have – cornerbacks coming out of there all the time. Bill's all pro Trey White. You know, Derek Stingley is the next Trey White. He's the guy that they've been talking about for years. He got to wear the number seven, which is a uh, special number for that college. Right. That only certain people get to use it. You have to be a team captain. And he was a team captain as a sophomore, a true sophomore, which is a huge deal. So I think Derek Stingley will last to the 20s just because people are going to overthink it. They're going to look at one-year tape compared it to the next and go, well, he didn't have as good a year. Well, you didn't have as good of a year. Like, right, they took a massive step back <laughs> after that Joe Burrow season. Yeah. Um, I did mock Stingley to the Vikings. Do you remember where you mocked him to? I don't. I can look. Yeah, I mocked Stingley to the Vikings at 12. I did, save all my receipts. Because they need it. That'd be cool, man. Justin Jefferson and Stingley together. That'd be pretty cool. LSU boys. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Derek Stingley. Where did I put you, my friend? Pick nine to Seattle. Okay. Yep. Right before the Jets, thank God. And just after the Falcons, you took a mod Gardner. Yeah, but I gave the Jets a mod Gardner at ten. They're so. Just for reference, those three quarterbacks, cornerbacks, uh, back to back to back there. So Ahmad Gardner, think of more of a Richard Sherman. More of a mental processing, good technique kind of guy. Then think of Derek Stingley as more of a um, 
He's more twitched up, man. He's just he's more freaky, bursty, all those catchphrases. Uh, and then you go back to Trent McDuffie, and then he is kind of like a good combination of the two. Right. Where he doesn't excel at either one. But um, what I like about Derek Stingley is he comes from the toughest conference. He's played against some of the most elite wide receivers, and he has great tape against them. Like right. Phenomenal tape. He's got great size, too. 6'1", 194. You know, I think he, at his pro day, he just ran a 4.38. <laughs> of course, that's a pro day, so I take that with a grain of salt. For sure. Um, let's take a gander. All right, let's take a look at some Derek Stingley tape. It's going to be this one of the first that I watch uh, on him. So every time you see him wearing number 24, that's his freshman year. Okay. And then every time you see him wearing number 7, it's from his sophomore year this year. All right. Let's give this a whirl. This is uh, LSU CB Derek Stingley career highlights. This is from Just Bombs Productions. We looked at them last week. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't just throw it up and the guy's in the pocket, man. No. He caught it like he was a receiver. Like it just, he anticipated the route very well. Yep. There he is at the top. There you go, trigger. Holy shit. Triggers downhill, strips the ball. That's phenomenal. Instincts. Can't teach it. No, that's great vision. Look at the eyes. Oh, we just put a highlight play on uh, the two-point page. I know it was a different position, but it was Ed Reed. He anticipated a throw and pop drilled this dude, and that reminded me just like that. Yes. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it was a good throw, but he just anticipated it that well. Yeah. In the pocket. So, you'll hear me say that that's a cornerback catchphrase. That's running in the hip pocket. Right. Basically, you're glued your outside hip to the wide receiver's inside hip. He boxed them out pretty well. Yeah, he's boxing again. That's the same exact thing. He's literally he's boxing guys out. Jesus. Good height. Mm-hmm. Great play. That's his sophomore year. Okay. At least. Oh, yeah. He's in the number seven now. Yep. Yeah. So, he's got great eyes, man. That's freshman year again. Yep. I'm very impressed with this kid. Is the the first time I'm really watching him? Oh, my God. Is that Williams? I think that's on Jameson Williams, number one. Okay. Not the, the greatest of competition there. I'm playing no. Northwestern State. But, yeah, he's really good at boxing receivers out and kind of shutting down. I mean, at the NFL, quarterbacks are still going to take that chance nine times out of ten. Oh, oh, oh. We're over top of him. <laughs> and he spun around real quick. Yeah. Had the awareness and bam. Yeah, that, that's freshman tape is the whole reason everyone knew his name. Right. And then they spent this year just tearing it apart. 
piece by piece of, they didn't do this well, they didn't do that well. It's like, okay. The whole team didn't do well. Wow. He doesn't give up. Cornerbacks, you can't give up. Stay with it. Good hand-eye coordination. I feel like he's going to do very, yeah. He's going to be a great asset. You know, I I don't know if, why he's going to fall or if, if people overthink it or not, but legitimately, look, just looking at this film. Undercut it. Ran the route for the wide receiver. That might be a lazy route thing there. Possibly. Yeah. He he may have rounded off his route instead of taking a quick out. Florida. Yeah. That was a bad throw. <laughs> bad throw. But again, good reaction time. I mean, the whole time he's looking at the quarterback, which is impressive. Like that's if you really think about that, you're tailoring a receiver and your eyes on the quarterback the whole time. That's impressive. I think with the way that the NFL plays out, RPOs is quick, you know, run pass option stuff. His quick t- twitch ability to kind of just turn it on when he absolutely needs to is very, very valuable. He's just so talented. Locked in on man coverage, gets his eyes around really early, so sees that back shoulder throw coming from a mile away. God, I love him in a Colts jersey. Ooh. That's some good team defense right there. Yeah. Nice head on the quarterback. Late throw. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's lucky. He's going to get creamed. <laughs> Stingley was going to lay him up. I love the eyes and the patience on this play. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, that was an easy first down. It's whistle to whistle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just make this the last one. Yeah. That was a nice inside play there. Absolutely. So, um, oh, we got like 15 seconds left. I knew it. <laughs> I had a hunch. Um, yeah. My God. <laughs> that boy good. And... Uh, I'll try and use my secret source, which he specifically has asked people to not use his cut-ups in a social media sort of way. I don't know why. Um, I get get all 22 through somebody that I pay on Patreon, which anyone could do. Um, But he he has said, like, I don't know, some people have a relationship with scouts and stuff like that. So they're not supposed to like hand out tape. That's supposed right. That right, might right. be it. That's that makes sense. Yeah, if if you start, you but, know. But either way, I'll what I'll do um, over the this weekend is uh, I'll I'll pull up some Derek Stingley all twenty two, and I'll try and throw some bad what what he does bad because highlight tapes will show us that stuff. So there's clearly something in there that people looked at this season and went eh, he kind of fell off a little bit. But I think when you're when you're ceiling. As a freshman, it was just the dude was an All American as a freshman, like that's very hard to do. Right. You know, there's a lot of very good cornerbacks that are much older than him, and he got in as a freshman. 
So, and that's going up against the best wide receivers. I mean, uh, that's going up against Pickens from Georgia. That's going up against Jameson Williams from Alabama. That's going up against the uh, Heisman uh, winner from last year from Alabama. You know what I mean? He's, he's gone up against legit dudes and won most of the time. Right. So it's got me thinking that it's just one of those things that if you hang out and trap Twitter long enough, you'll see something weird. Yeah, most certainly so. But yeah, he's on. Uh, he's got a good pace. He's, or he's, he's just a great demeanor. The, the good stuff is really good. Really good. And I think that's what I hope. That's what people look at. You yeah. know, you always look at the negatives and see what you know what can be worked on and whatnot. But I think there's a lot of upside with him too, and, and probably an immediate, immediate impact guy. Um. All right. Next up, I wanted to do offensive lineman play. This is gonna be real quick. Cause it's very tough to find offensive line and. Uh, highlight reels. This is kind of like, oh, there's the big guy, there's his number, and let's watch him just punish people. So uh, we're going to look at Evan Neal, who is number 73, I believe. Yeah, it's kind of, it's right. What is he? Left tackle. Right. Left tackle? That's mm-hmm. 70. Is he not 70? I thought he's 73. Maybe he's, I don't know. They do point it out in some, some of the videos. And it's actually, there's no audio to this, really, for the most part. Yeah, so Someone's playing right tackle there. Okay. Right tackle. All right, so let's give this a whirl. Um, Avenue's probably the highest rated offensive lineman in this draft. For me, he is, once again, because the draft season is so long, between when the college season ends and the draft actually takes place, Hang out long enough, and you'll see all sorts of random stuff happen. Right. You know, we, we watched it live in the draft last year when the Chargers, you know, ended up getting the steal of the draft with the best tackle. You know, it, it, that's part of the narrative. It just, I don't know, people try and outthink themselves. They think they know better or something like that. Because, I mean, if it, it could be a Cam McQuinnu from North Carolina State. Um who else could it be? Who else could it be the first tackle taken? I doubt it would be Charles Cross. But, I mean, it happens every year that there's a uh, guy and there's always a he should have been taken 20 picks ago guy. Ken, I had Kenyon Green up there. I had him going to Washington. Yeah, Kenyon Green uh, project, uh, projects as a more interior offensive lineman. Yeah, guard. Yeah. So typically you don't see them go in the top 10. You have right. to be somebody pretty special. Quentin Nelson. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's take a look at some Evan Neal film, what we like. There, I think there is audio eventually at some point. He's he, a dancing bear. He's massive. Um, the YouTube channel is literally just Prospects. That's what it's called, Prospects. And shout out Prospects. Shout out Prospects. Check it out. Um, yeah, Evan Neal, right tackle highlights. So that's what we're about to watch right now. So let's give it a watch. See what we like. Um, I think he's really fun watching them, like, unique plays. He's, it, it, one thing I did catch watching him was he, he did some fun setup stuff. Like, instead of just traditional, like, run blocking, pass blocking, you can, like, scheme him up to do some really fun blocks. So let's take a little watch. Didn't like that highlight. <laughs> I don't know why that was a highlight fit. I really don't. Um... That was kind of him getting the business. This is like all 22. That's him on the right-hand side. That's Mac Jones under center. A nice little double team. 
the guy, the running back, like, did it, like, no, he, that was terrible. Uh, is it? Who is that? 22. Oh, this is from the Rose Bowl last year. Okay. So this is 2021, or tw- the season of 2020. Okay. Yeah, there is again. Great first step, getting that outside. See that little hop step, and he's, he's, you know, really good at, pretty good at pass blocking. That seems to be what his thing is. He's got this guy, which is pushed down. Mm-hmm. A little audio here. Oof. Love pancake box. Yeah. I mean, he got beat off the line, it looks like, but he still finished the block strong. That's him. Like I said, it's hard to find good offensive tackle stuff, but that's just a big fella over there pushing. This team is not helping. <laughs> it's not looking good. I mean, but good forward pressure, you know, good ability to kind of press forward. Even if he gets beat, I think he still finishes his blocks pretty well. I think he has a good, like, uh, how do I word this? He can reset pretty well. Oh, sure. They use him down blocking a lot on those. A lot, yeah, he's pushing across. It's very unique. Well, that would be useful in a zone blocking scheme. No, I'm sorry, a power, a power gap blocking scheme. Old Mil- Milk Big Mac Jones. <laughs> He likes to get out in the space. Yeah. I'm hoping we get a good clip here of him. Okay, there you go. That's a good rep. Good block, yep. Throw a spin at him. Let's see if he can counter the spin. I bet he can. There's a common new blocking technique where... <laughs> no one even hears the court. No. <laughs> they know better. Yeah. Uh, oh, Nice. Good push, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good push. Yeah, yeah. Rewind that one. That one's worth looking at again. A little more. A little more. There we go. Here we go. Let's go back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So watch him get his right arm to the inside of the next next play and carry it upfield. Yeah, he's like kind of like we were just talking about Stingley. He's like boxing the guy out, but pushing him away. He's Constantly in his way, and he's just adding to it, just a pile. Locked him up. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to hear him yell at that tight end. I got him! You know <laughs> so, some all right highlights. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Very, very tough to get good quality highlight reps. Of a tackle, for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, he, 
operated fine. Like I said, he's got good push. There's that one time he looked like he got beaten. He still he kept like chopping his feet, and he stayed with the block and still made it. Still gave Mac uh, Mac Jones plenty of time to just make something happen. Yeah. And as much as he possibly can. Not all this stuff is necessarily on the linemen. Uh, some of these guys, you know, sometimes stuff doesn't look right, and they need a little extra time to kind of digest everything that's going on, make the reads, and make a play. But seeing as Tabu get beat off the line, though, nothing to be too concerned about. No. In, in my opinion, the as as much of an advantage it is is to know the snap count. Um, you already said with Malik, uh, sometimes you can't hear the snap. So, in my opinion, especially in the NFL, defenders always have the advantage. Because all they're doing is watching the ball. Right. You know, as an offensive lineman, you're not watching the ball. No. You, you're trying to listen to the It's react and go. And there's two, sometimes two, three guys, you know, coming your way. Right. And you got to know who to block, who to right. pick up. So, when a dude beats you off the jump, the, the important thing is to get back under control. Right. To, to get back to your spot, to, to pick them up enough, and to keep fighting. The lineman, man, I, I would have loved to know. Like, if you if there's a metric to measure, like how tired players are from the start of a game to the end of I the game, I cannot imagine. Yeah, wide receivers and corner, like cornerbacks, are probably the most tired. Like, they probably burn the most calories, I would imagine. Oh god, because they never stop running and they don't really get swapped out too much. If you're a starting cornerback for a college, a major college team, you don't take plays off. No, you're in there the whole time. The whole time. You know, wide receivers, you get to change in and out. Linebacker, defense, probably more so linebacker, defensive line. There's there's a little bit more rotation. Yeah. Um, on the defensive side, yeah. but uh, offensively, yeah, you know, skill position players get swapped out. Yeah. But offensive line, man, if you're in, you're in. You're in, you're in, and you're in. sometimes. I mean, we well, we saw him 15 yards, 20 yards downfield. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a it's a good thing. So, um, all right, and then. Our last one, we're going to look at Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, who is a uh, – people are very, very excited for many projecting him as a top ten pick. He I, is number one on my board. Okay. So that doesn't mean he deserves to go first, but uh, it, it means that of the last few years, there has not been a safety that compares to this guy. Right. Yeah, he's getting he's getting very very high remarks. So, um, what do you like about him? What do you like about him? Just maybe before we start watching some tape, he is instinctive and explosive while being in control at all times, which is a tough thing to do. Right. We watched Bob Sanders run around like a maniac, laying out crazy hits all the time, and a little, sometimes a little too reckless. You know, not just safety-wise, as health-wise, but just overplaying things, you know, uh, overcommitting or, you know, getting carried away with the play and giving up the, the bigger play, those kind of things. Hamilton was asked to be a safety, a linebacker, all at the same time. Right. And he was up to the challenge. It's a tough thing to do, especially when you're, what, probably 20 years old, 21 years old. A lot to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So... Watch him when we, so we watched Derek Stingley a couple of times. Trigger, uh, it's another catchphrase uh, word there. Trigger meaning that you're set at your position, you have your eyes downfield, you are faced up with your wide receiver, but at the same time, you're keeping eyes in the backfield. And when you know that it's a run play, you're able to quickly click in your head, it's a run, you trigger, you're downfield, and 
blink of an eye. Yeah. Faster than any of us listening to this, you know, talking about it, could ever imagine. <laughs> These guys are freaks. Kyle Hamilton does everything we saw Derek Seamley do, but from an even deeper position. Right. You're going to see him come from even deeper in the, in the secondary. Making plays. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's give it a watch. It's our last... Uh, Last college uh, spotlight for today's episode. Just Bonds Productions, shout out to them. Most freakish athletic safety in college football. That is the name of the video. Their name is safety. Kyle Hamilton highlights. 6'4", nice 220. Damn. Oh, my God. Yeah, he followed that, the lead blocker. Followed the lead blocker. He knew the ball is a run play. That's smart. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he did. No, he did. Oh, oh, my God. That quarterback killed him. Yeah, that was a terrible throw. Should not have thrown that ball, quarterback. Alright. Here we go. You freshman, get used to that. A lot of these guys are so good, man. Freshmen, gotta put them on the field. Yeah. Yep, he does. I agree, announcer. Attack in the middle of the field. Wow. Got a little lucky there. Yeah. Because I don't think he was going to get there in time to break it up, but. Yeah, he yeah, was a nice it. bounce. His other defender popped it out for him. Yeah, but what's luck? When preparedness meets opportunity. Wow. Right. I, I just say wow every time. I, I am amazed. Uh, good reaction time, which is, you know, important. Like you said, he's making it for, you know, these plays from a little bit farther back from traditional cornerbacks, from cornerbacks. You're in the safety position. Yep. And uh, his ability to kind of adjust and make those plays is very impressive. Holy in the backfield. Yeah. Just found a seam and just went. Oh, my God. They left the hole wide open for him. That's a running back type of awareness. Again, he got him, stopped him behind the line. On fourth and one, as the announcers, the commentators said. Yep. I mean, he's he's coming from 15 yards downfield and catching guys in the backfield. Right, he's waiting and make then hitting his break. Essentially, he's just that was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. They played him in line in the linebacker spot there. So you can kind of use them wherever you need to. Absolutely. Here's playing deep. Now throw is too late. He closes too quick. He'll do this in the pros too. That a quarterback will think he's got him and and throws. Oh, here we go. Special teams rep. 
Oh God. <laughs> oh my Lord. <laughs> Against Louisville, he fast. He fast. Fantastic. Patience. You didn't sell it. You didn't go. Receiver went right by him. Yeah. He knew. That That's unfortunately one of those reps where it's just, it's a design throw. And they're, oh, great read. That previous play, though, that was that was all about, yeah, you going to show this one again? Uh, yeah, let's the, watch that one more time. The previous play, though, that that's a, that's a design throw. Like, that, the quarterback didn't make a poor decision. He had to throw the ball there. Yeah, he was behind a little bit. He popped oh, up. Yeah, this this one, I'm, I'm. this is all Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Waited, waited, waited. Seen it. Good tackler. Yep, he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the guy's huge. 6'4", 220. Do you see the hand gestures before the snap? A little bit, yeah. So he's he's communicating about passing off coverage. Okay. Ooh, he's lucky that wasn't picked. I know. <laughs> I like it. They disguise coverage a little bit here. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, all right, let's watch one more. Let's watch one more. Playing deep. Making that play. All right. Yeah. He. This kid's good. He's mm -hmm. really, really good at what he does. Um, what I'm gathering from watching this highlight video is, like I said, good tackler. As you know, again, that it's just aware, awareness to be able to uh, see things as they are happening. You know, and he's not like, and he's patient. He's patient, which I really, you know, you really want on your defensive backs. Patient in a, in a good way. So to speak, because too many times, how many, how many times have we done these highlight videos, you know, done some film room stuff on, on pros, and they're getting beat by guys, you know, part of the design of the offensive play is to, to draw, you know, defensive back into one position and take advantage of it and go. And he's, he, he doesn't bite on a lot of this stuff. He stays, he waits, and he's looking right at the quarterback, and he's like, he just knows. He just knows as soon as that, you know, he knows where it's going before the quarterback even really knows where it's going. And I think it's a huge compliment to, uh, to, to to what Kyle Hamilton brings to the table. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm gonna see what he ran at the combine, just because he's he's so fast on tape that I would I would imagine he runs pretty good. Come on, here we go. Okay, six four, two twenty, thirty three inch arms, nine and one eighth inch hands, ran a four five nine. Doesn't sound fast. Um, Ed Reed ran a four five eight. Okay. Just to give reference, like right. sa safety, you know, fast is doesn't have to be the same kind of fast as a cornerback. No. Because it's it's all about instincts, understanding your coverages better than anyone else. You know, 
I, I, I talk about my Bills because it's my team, but also they have the best safety tandem, I think, in the league. Micah Hyde's not fast. You know, Jordan Poyer isn't as exceptionally fast. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's just about the patient game. There's a, whole, there's a whole set of, I mean, just a different skill. It is. I guess. Yeah. Um, when it comes when it comes to that being a safety, so uh, that is that, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we have gotten through another four, and next week is our last four for the film room, and then the following week, it is mock draft time, and then nothing but punters next week. Nothing but punters. Yeah, I don't know what we'll do next week. I definitely I, want to mix it up. I, I might bring I in want... a Zara. I might bring in a Zara highlights. <laughs> I definitely want to take a look at Aiden Hutchinson, who's projected first overall. What, what school did he play for? <laughs> I definitely want to take a look at him because, like I said, he is the projected number one overall. Uh, there's a few people we want to look at, so we'll uh, we'll finish up with that next week. And, uh, yeah, just a couple more weeks of draft stuff, and we will go from there. Uh, that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.